Hello and welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today we bring you episode number 64. And I'm joined today by a very special guest. He's a gentleman that um, I came across on another podcast and has... Uh, I was mesmerized by his story and found out that he's a local. He actually has a local business. And I thought to myself, man, I've just got to reach out to this guy and get him on board. Um, And he is the owner, founder, and head coach at Exalto. And I'm talking about Jordan Potts. Now, I will open up the podcast with him very shortly. But first, if you're interested in any of my coaching services, please jump on paulsbodyengineering.com. We've also got a range of fitness and weightlifting accessories there as well. So please have a look at that. Other than that, Let's get on with the podcast. All right, we're on. So, welcome, Jordan Potts. How are you, mate? I am fantastic, brother. Excellent. Thank you very much for giving up your time. Uh, I know you're a busy man. I know you've got a lot of things going on. Um, so, I thought, actually, a funny story. I'll, I'll, I'll start from the very beginning. Um, I didn't know a hell of a lot about you, I'll be completely honest, but my wife actually listened to um, the All Rise Up podcast with Alice oh, yeah. Nichols. Yeah, yeah, and you were on there. And she sent it to me and she said, um, you've got to listen to this podcast. You know, this Jordan Potts guy was on there and, and, and she elaborated on some of the stories you were telling. And, you know, typical husband, I thought, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. All right, sort of brushed it aside a little bit. But I reflected back on it and she had so much conviction and so much sincerity in, in the fact that she really wanted me to listen to it, as in, you know, there could be some benefit for you. So I put it on and played it, um, and I've got about a 25-minute drive each way to work every day. So I played it in the car, and I was listening to it, and I, I must admit I was, I was pretty much mesmerized from, like, the second minute. <laughs> I was listening, listening to you tell your story and obviously about your youth and, and then the, the incident at the festival and then into breath work and all this stuff, and I'm like, wow. And by the end of it, I just thought, and, and on a complete whim, I just messaged you one day and just said, Dude, I love your podcast. Would you mind coming in and having a chat? And you, obviously, as good as you are, accepted, you know. And I told my wife, she said, what? You got him in, really? <laughs> she was blown away. So she'll be listening uh, when, when I put this up. But um, thank you very much for giving me the time, mate. And I, I, I know you've spoken a couple of times now um, on Alice's one, on the Technicians podcast, about, obviously, your youth and how you've come to where you are now. But if you wouldn't mind, because obviously a lot of my listeners probably aren't aware of those podcasts, just going into a little bit of detail about you, the person you were, the attitude you had about life, personality, um, and then into that festival moment, which was obviously a major turning point for you, mm. and then from there into Exalto, if you wouldn't mind. Absolutely. Fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I do appreciate you reaching out. I think it's it's such a great opportunity to connect mm. these, these podcasts because it's not only me and you connecting on a one-on-one level. That's right. But we reach so many people, and I can't tell you – I mean – in my journey with podcasting, mm. that's one of the pivotal things that helped me really start to learn and, and start to embody different things. Like we can listen to Joe Dispenza, Wim Hof, you know, Aubrey Marcus, all these Paul Check, all these yeah. guys, and just it's getting an insight into these conversations that you've never had before. That's right. And maybe 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 concepts or theories and philosophies and stuff that you don't have with your circle yes you know, that you have around you mm. and so by tuning in and tapping in you start to get this awareness that grows absolutely and so i'm so, i appreciate doing podcasts so much because i know how beneficial it was for me yep. when i was starting out and you know someone might not be ready to do a workshop or, or sign up to a big program mm. or something but this is free yeah, <laughs> that's free, free content. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, I'm happy, always happy to, yeah. to pass it on. So awesome. A bit about my story. I'm, uh, I'm my name's Jordan Potts. I am the founder of Exalto Holistic Hub. So yep. just across the road. Oh no, it's just across the road. It's just across the road. 
And yeah, I've had a very interesting and accelerated life to where I'm at right now. So I'm 28 years of age. Yep. And I am absolutely grateful for the incredible lessons that I've learned to date. And I know that I wouldn't be who I am sitting in this chair without the adversity that I'd experienced in my life. Now, first of all, I want to say I've had a very great life. Like mm. it's, it hasn't been super traumatic or, you know, I, I, or it's, it's traumatic to me personally, but I know other people have very, very challenging stories. And so of I course. think it's, it's really important to appreciate that no matter who we are, the challenges that we go through are completely personal yep. and they are what shape us. And so whether it's a young kid that gets left in the shopping aisle, yeah. you know, or whether it's someone who goes through a divorce, like that abandonment and yep. that, like the same emotions that, that they go through yeah. is completely personal. But the, the, the person who ex- experiences it, the emotion is no different. And so we really have to allow people to have their journeys and, and understand that every emotion is valid. Yep. And the more we can open up to our emotions, we can learn from them and grow. And so for me, going right back, you know, I was such, I'm an extrovert, like I'm such a people person. <laughs> I love, my cup gets filled when I'm in a room full of people. You know, one of yeah. the best examples, like if you go in a room full of thousand people, does your cup fill up or do you get drained? It's like my cup overflows, that, that right? Would, yeah. you know, I'm an extrovert. Whereas my partner, she's like, whoa, that's going to drain the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I need a week rest. You know? so, it's like really appreciating our personality type. So yep. I'm an ENFP, which also means I'm the superhero or the archetype of a champion. Yep. So the way I viewed the world, and, and I, I do now currently, but when I was younger, I thought I was a superhero. So I'd have either a, a tied-on cape or I'd have it on in my mind and I'd be climbing the clothesline and pinning down the road on my pushy. And, Invincible. Yeah, man. Yeah. I just loved it. And so, you know, all of my parents' friends, they're just like, oh, he's so, he's so at it. He's just so up and about. And yep. Anyway, very, very happy childhood. I just remember thinking our family was the was the absolute magic that I always envisioned for life. You know, I just everything felt right. My parents were my idols, my yep. brothers and sisters. We had so much fun. We used to go camping, surfing, all these activities. Loved it. Yep. And then all of a sudden my parents split up. Yeah, well. And that whole world came to a halt. Mm. And as an eleven year old boy, being so confused at, at, at what was going on. Yep. It, was, it was like watch, watching your world fall between your fingers and just crumble. And you're yeah. just thinking, like, what? <laughs> and, you know, they try and, you know, as my parents did, they try and sit down and talk you through it. And, you know, we're going to have a break and we're going to move out. And you kind of just, as a young kid, you're like, what What the fuck's happening? Yeah. Like, I, what's going on? Yep. And, it, and it caused such a big riff in my heart. Like, I just felt this big hole that was created. And I instantly felt a lot of anger. You know, I felt really angry at the world that they broke. I was like, it kind of was just, I was very traumatized by the whole emotional process. And being a young boy and not having the awareness or the knowledge. And also, you know, my father didn't know how to guide me through emotions either because he's probably never been taught that either. Sure. And so I was just an angry, I just turned into an angry little kid. (laughs) I was very angry and at that point i just started playing rugby league because all my mates were doing it and so on the field i was like right it's time to kill someone i was like (laughs) i was like a pit bull or a terrier (laughs) and the first year of footy i got like um rookie of the year because i was just just an absolute terrier yeah right and then yeah i got 
a little bit, went and started getting a bit harder and then bang, got my first big injury. I remember I, I uh, snapped my collarbone. Yeah, right. And that was a kind of, I'd had little injuries, but that was like, whoa, my body can break. Mm. And so that was a bit scary at the first. My wife, oh man, I had that little bit of timid part to my mind now where I didn't want to break again. And yep. So I started becoming a bit, uh, how can I say it? I like held back a little bit, oh, but reserved? I was still, yeah, yeah I reserved, yeah, yeah. but I was still angry. Okay. So I'm still running flat sticking the tackles <laughs> and stuff, but then kind of not going 100%. So okay. I started coming off, you know, second best. Yeah. I started getting multiple injuries across six years. I had like five ma- or five or six like major injuries. It was like an ACL, both collarbones, snapped my ankle, snapped the ligaments in my right ankle, Fire broke up. fingers. Like I just. My parents are like, whoa, what's, what's going on? <laughs> anyway, coming into the sixth year, I snapped my ACL and my father said to me, dad goes, do you want to keep doing this? Yeah. Like, this is, we're paying a lot of money in hospital bills and you're spending a lot of time on the sideline. Like, is this something you want to do? And yeah. I, I chose then. I, I knew that it's kind of Fair time question. to give it up. Yeah. And so, you know, I chose to give footy up and during my knee rehab, uh, also, like, our standard Australian <coughs> diet was so shocking that mm. we, I was pumping wheat bix and honey and sugar, <laughs> like like 12 wheat bix for breakfast. Then we have pasta and just like crappy food all day and packet noodles and yep. stuff, you know. Mum and dad knew no better. They were just, you know, doing of the course. standard Australian thing. Yeah. And so my skin coming into 16 years of age was just horrendous. I mm. had cystic, big cystic acne, like boils wow. on my back. And I had, you know, still scarring on my chin and on the back of my neck and stuff. Yep. And all these deep, deep cystic pimples, like these wow. gross pimples. Anyway, so we go to the doctor. Doctor goes, uh, you can you can go on medication for it. Mm. And I'm like, all right, all right, whatever. He goes, yeah, there's Roaccutane. It's going to clear you up in a couple of months. Yep. No, no questions about diet. No questions about lifestyle. No, nothing like that. No. Shower products, nothing. No, who Here's cares some about drugs? Who cares about hygiene? Yeah, just let's just pump you full of Roaccutane. Yep. Anyway, Roaccutane has side effects in boys of suicidal tendencies and depression. Yeah. And well. I we we had no idea. No. Just, we literally didn't even. I don't even remember having that conversation with the doctor. It yeah. Was just right. like, okay, let's buy it, get over the counter, and start taking it. Yep. So dried my skin out. I was literally like flaky, and my like skin was peeling and stuff. It was so dry and yeah, flaky. wow. And the pimples kind of went away, but what came on was this like immense wave of just mental shit. This what? chatter. Yeah, right. Now, in my head, I didn't know it was because of the medication. Like no. I was, I was injured. I'd put on. 30 kilos, so at 16, I was 102 kilos. Jesus. Yeah, I went from like 70, like like I was a fit young lad yeah. playing footy, to 100 kilos, like had man boob, big belly, yep. all the big legs, all this stuff. I'd wow. never been in that position before. Like yeah. never, never felt like that. So okay. my self-esteem was shot. Yep. My mind was messed up. <laughs> my body was heavily medicated. Uh. And I was still traumatized by all this emotional stuff that I hadn't dealt with from mum and dad. And then also my mum got uh, diagnosed with secondary progressive MS. Oh, God. And her MS journey has been a very slippery slope. Like yep. Watching my mother go from a beautiful, fit, happy, bubbly person, like she's just the warmest heart. Yep. She's also an extrovert, so she loves being around people yep. similar to me. And then all of a sudden, watching her not being able to cook, like she spilled a hot 
pot of water all over her, burnt herself, and oh, her dexterity wow. in her hand, all that stuff. So yeah. us kids had to start cooking. Like my sister was an absolute champion, like full took over the yep. you know, the roles and responsibilities in the house and I was I was doing my own, you know, ignorant thing of not being a part of it. For sure. And so yeah, all this stuff happening, my mum getting sick, parents breaking up, getting injured, you know, losing my, my confidence in my body and my own mind. Mm. And then just all of that came to this thing and it was like how, how do I navigate this shit? Yeah. Like, there's so much going on inside my head and then also outside in my life. Yep. I don't know how to navigate this. And so I didn't have a mentor or, you know, my, my dad was going through his own stuff, which is fair enough. He's mm. going through a marriage breakup and an identity crisis, all this stuff as well. My mum was sick, so I couldn't really rely on my mum. My mates were just doing their mate stuff. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. yeah. So I didn't have a mentor. I'm, I'm, I remember our footy coach, Shane, he's, he's an absolute legend, and he was very good at checking on us. But again, he, he I guess he couldn't see the signs of, or and I don't I don't know, like I don't, he, I'd never really had a mentor, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And he was an amazing coach. Like we, all the boys loved him. He was yep. epic. We, he always get around us. We had such a great culture. But I still, I still flew under the radar and I still got to a really dark spot in my life. Anyway, I stopped playing footy and I finally decided, I'm like, all right, cool. What am I going to do? Like I, the one thing I know I can do is if I get fit at footy, I was, I was fit in my body. Absolutely. So the doctor clears me from my ACL and I just start, you know, running like a, like a <laughs> doing the doing the stairs at Hastings Street. Oh. I just had my my license, so I drive there like three four mornings a week and just wow. do like ten sets of the stairs and just spew up and <laughs> you know, I completely dropped the weight so quickly and got yeah, and right. I was like oh sweet well I'm gonna do this for a job. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I got my PT sets and yeah started you know I wanted to be a personal trainer. Yeah okay. At the same time. Dropping weight, my confidence had come back, of and I'm thinking, oh, all right, this is this is epic. The boys are starting to drink on the weekend and chase girls. Yes, this is epic. This is my, I'm back, baby. I'm, I'm, back. I'm fit, I'm ripped, you know. But oh. uh, little did I know that I was really drawn to drinking alcohol and taking drugs because I actually felt quite freeing. Yeah. So I started to feel this like release, you know, yep. like you we, you drop your inhibitions. And now reflecting on it, I was experiencing that it was like a meditation. It was yeah, like right. I could just like clear my mind and just be in the moment and be present and have fun with my mates and not think about all the shit that's going on in yep. my life. And all I had to do was drink a carton of rum. <laughs> like, that's all I had to do. Stress free. There you yeah, go. It's easy. Hey. You know? It's piss easy. <laughs> and so that's that started, that kick started a really toxic cycle that lasted six years. Wow. So I had this... I was basically a bender from 17 is when I was actually I went clubbing when I was first 16 mm. and I had my first press pill at 18. So between 16 and 23 was just a massive bender. So chasing the weekend, yep. you know, chasing drugs, chasing girls, being out late, yep. going on three, four day benders from Thursday night through to Monday morning, just like ridiculous partying. Yeah, right. And being an ENFP, I also like to be at the top. Mm. Like I, I'm quite competitive, and so you know if someone's ha- gonna have you know two two shots, I'll have three. You know, like <laughs> I've got I've got that I've got that little bit of mongrel and bit yeah. of fight in me. Of course. And so yeah, I was like, yep, this is awesome. This is, I was born to party. This is it. You know, <laughs> and I was, 
and I'll, I'll happily admit that I'm a bit of a center of attention. I really enjoy prison. Like, I, when I look back to being a kid, I used to love dancing in front of the family, and I'd always, we'd always like I'd do that stuff. Right? Yeah, okay. I, I wasn't scared of attention. Sure. And so when you mix alcohol and drugs into that mix, like, whoa, there's a that's a really interesting mix. So <laughs> we used to create like big dance circles at festivals. We'd have like thousands of people watching us, and me and four of my mates would be dancing in the middle, just doing like backflips and just oh, crazy wow. stuff. And we were just on high on life. Like yeah. high, it was like a, it was like life was like a constant show, and we were just in the middle of it. And it was oh. so fun. I remember being it so fun. But then come Monday morning, you just get hit with this intense wave of depression and yeah. like this come down. Yeah. Oh, 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 my life actually sucks. Yeah. Well, the weekend's epic, but yeah. my life sucks. Yep. And so through my late teens and early twenties, I've I really struggled through the week, but I lived for the weekend. The weekend's what kept me going. Sure. I knew I could just get off my face and yeah. I could Forget release everything, everything and yeah. just be wild and then come back to the week. I'd have to just grind through the week, yeah. save up my pennies so I could buy some bags, buy some pills, buy some booze <laughs> and just go hard. Never in a cycle. And so, yeah, it was, it was literally a vicious cycle that was on repeat. Mm. Anyway, I got to the point when I was 20, like we started doing festivals and stuff, which was like a whole nother game because that's mm. like three days no sleep, yeah. just you're just high the whole time. Yeah. And it's really, and then you have like these two or three week come downs. And I remember like post festival thinking I need to check myself in the hospital. Like I'd be in my bed crying yeah, because well. of the way I felt. And I, you just have night tremors and dreams. Like the amount of shit we used to pump through our system was oh. ridiculous. And so, I this last festival that was like my tipping point was Splendor in the Grass in 2015. And, oh, man, I used to go so hard to the point where people would, I got the nickname Cerebral Potty. So my last name is Jordan oh, Potts. Oh, oh, oh. And so instead of Cerebral Palsy, it would be Cerebral Potty. Yeah. Because it was, I would get to the state where people, someone had to look after me. And so my mates were like, man, who's looking after him tonight? You know, wow. So I got this nickname Cerebral. And it's 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 quite graphic. Like when you think about it, it's it's a very, it's a confronting image. Mm. And it's not, it's not something I'm proud of, but it's something I'm grateful for because it's brought me to where I am today. It's, yep. it's literally, I had to go to the extreme to then bring myself back to, wow. you know, another, another point in, in my, in my journey. So <laughs> yeah, I was, I was cerebral. I was, you know, legless walking around, carrying on like an absolute idiot. And I climbed this 10 meter tree in the rain. And so I'm all the way up in this 10 meter tree, jumping from branch to branch. My mate said I was just being a clown, just jumping and just, it was like I was just a monkey. Yeah, wow. And landed on this branch and it broke and I've just pinballed my way down the branches, hit the ground, fortunately on my legs. So I blew my hip out Mm. and then, yeah, went into an epileptic fit, started convulsing, like had all this foam coming out of my mouth and my mate's partner was there and she was, you know, it was absolutely horrific for her to experience. Oh, I can imagine. And, and yeah. So I, I, I've apologized to her many times, just the fact that she actually, my actions caused that experience for her. Yep. And yeah, I got rushed, uh, airlifted to hospital, put into an induced coma for three days because they thought I might've had bleeding on the brain or spine damage or something. Like I was in pretty bad, bad spot. Yep. And I woke up three days later and 
just looking across at my dad, I had tubes down my throat, all these wires across my body, things plugged into me. I just, uh, all, all I could hear was a beep, beep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember opening my eyes and my dad was sitting across the, you know, across the table and he's kind of looking at me going, hey, what's going on? Are you all right? Like, yeah. It's so good to see you. Yeah. And it just hit me like this, this wave of realization. And the realization was, I wasn't that 10 year old little champion running around. Yep. So there's, there's something between 10 and 23 in the last 13 years, I had gone off track from that emotion and those, those happy experiences I had as a little kid. Mm. And I got very distracted to the point where I'd woken up after nearly dying. And it just hit me like a rock. And I just think, I just remember feeling this immense level of appreciation and and a realization that now's my time to change like yeah, I, I i need to change who i am because mm. i this is not what i visualize for my life wow and it's such a heavy experience oh, i can imagine 23 you say yeah yeah wow, yeah. wow. so from there you know the, the minute i looked at my dad I could see all the pain that I'd caused my family. I could mm. see all the pain I'd caused my friends. I could yep. see all the pain I'd caused in myself. And I just chose. I'm like, all right, it's got to be different from here on in. Wow. And I'm so fortunate that that happened. And I've learned from that. It was, it was a huge experience in my life. Wow. And, and so how did you, what was the next step? Did you just go cold turkey? Or did you so, just remove circle of friends? Did you? Yeah. There's, so I knew, I knew I had to get new information. I knew mm. I had to like upskill my brain of some, like, cause I, what, ha, what I had currently learned to date got me to where I was. Yep. And that wasn't an optimal <laughs> result. <right? laughs> <That wasn't. laughs> Playing in a hospital bed after nearly dying was yeah. not an optimal result. No. And it was self-inflicted too. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't out of the blue. So I knew I needed new information and I knew to get new information that I couldn't rely on who I had learnt from or who okay. I was around because yep. that was the only result that I was going to get, which yep. is more of the same. Yep. And so I started really seeking out people that uh, had the what what I wanted. And so what I wanted was, first of all, I was I was PTing, so yep. I wanted to be a really great PT, great coach. Absolutely. I still wanted to help people in that yep. sense. I wanted to have more money because I just live. Man, I used to I used to go into my overdraft to buy drugs. Like wow. I, every week, I would push into my overdraft. I had a five hundred dollar overdraft to the young <laughs> and I'd literally go like four hundred eighty dollars into my overdraft oh, oh. to then like get a bag or pills or you know go yeah. out clubbing, and then I'd be like, all right, paycheck would be six hundred dollars, so I'd have a hundred and twenty positive. And then I'd be like, sweet, now you know next week I can just go to like three hundred and I'd try and work my way back. Yeah. And so you know, I was I never ever had a great relationship with money. Sure. And so I wanted to be financially independent and, and abundant yeah. i didn't know abundance back then but i wanted i wanted to be born <laughs> fair <laughs> as, enough as a young fellow yeah, of course. i wanted to be born and then yeah i just wanted to to feel the emotions that i remember feeling as a young kid so i wanted to be happy i yep. wanted to be joyful i wanted to be super energetic mm. like always have energy and i also wanted to just be present like like feel that i was you know present in my life again because as a kid you're pretty present of course you are it's changing a bit now with all the influence that we're seeing but kids are, are usually very very present mm. much more than adults because yep. we've got all the chatter going on yeah absolutely 
And so I wanted to get back to those, you know, four elements of my life. And I thought, all right, so I'm going to start seeking out mentors, seeking out people that have had that and yep. learn from them. And so, you know, fortunately, my mate uh, and Pegasus Strength Conditioning up in Noosa, Angus had done some work with a bloke in Melbourne, so Christian Woodford, and mm. he was quite well known in the exercise, like sport and exercise science and, yep. and private facilities. And so I went and did a six-month internship with him in Melbourne, and he just, I just decided, moving to Melbourne, I decided that I was going to go full cold turkey, yep. not touch a drug. Like I'm going down to the party of sitting around. Like, <laughs> I hadn't even been to Rebs, so all all my boys, all of the boys from home, are like, "Oh man, you're going to go to Rebs? It'll be sick!" Like, yeah. And and I'm in my head, I'm going, "I'm not touching a single fucking thing." Yeah, right. Because if if once it hits my tongue, <laughs> I, who, all knows, are all... who knows what happens, right? So. I went cold turkey, no drugs, no booze, and I, w- I didn't even, I wasn't even going out. I had a few mates down there, but I wouldn't even go out. You know, I, I, I do remember actually the New Year's, I, I had a beer, and I was, we went to like a New Year's party, and I had a few drinks, and then someone offered me a line of Coke, and I said no, and that was the first thing where I was like, whoa, that's mm-hmm. internal strength. Like, yeah. I refused a line of Coke. I'm like, yes, like... Fuck, go Jordan. Yes, like this is the shit. Like, yeah. like start saying no. Absolutely. Anyway, so we got blind, and then that was like that. That was literally two days after I moved to Melbourne because okay. I moved there on New Year's, and then after that it was like, yeah, I'm done. Right. It's kind of like my last year, right? And so yeah, for the six months I was down there, I didn't touch a single thing. I went hardcore with podcasts, like reading. You know, just I, I was going up to forty hours a week, volunteered in his facility. Just wow. Like, he coaches, you know, all kinds of AFL athletes, yep. track athletes. I was just fully immersed in education. Yeah, nice. And just started learning by osmosis. I'd learn what that what that coach does. What is that? How do they talk? How did this person communicate? Yep. What's the techniques they use? And I just fully upskilled, you know, by being in that environment. And I got to the end of the six months and kind of decided that Melbourne wasn't my jam. Like I wanted to be back on the coast around the beaches and yep. surfing and all that stuff. Fair and enough. Fortunately met the love of my life literally <laughs> a week before I left. I've heard this story, but go on, yeah. yeah so I love it. Just before I was leaving Melbourne, I was working in F45 and this girl, she comes in and I just remember as soon as she walked in, there was this, this magnet. It was like I had magnets in my eyeballs and I was like stuck to her and I couldn't couldn't take I was like, stop, man, you're going to creep her out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I, I, I just like walk around the class and be like, man, don't go back near her. You're just gonna creep around, and, like, hang around too much. But little did I know, she had that same attraction to me anyway. So it kind of manifested over the, that week period. She was doing a free trial, right? And then I announced on like the fourth day that I was moving back to Queensland. I, you know, I said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm moving back to Queensland. Thank you all for the six months. It's been awesome here. And, Anyway, she was in that class, and then she didn't come the next day. Yeah, right. And I'm thinking, oh man, where's where's that girl? You know, she was she was so awesome, and she didn't come back again. Like on the, the weekend, I'm thinking, man, I really want to see that girl. But, you know, just say goodbye to her. Absolutely. And yeah, I messaged her and basically said, hey, how was your trial at you know Exhibition Street? And she goes, oh, is this Jordan? <laughs> yeah, and she goes, message me privately. <laughs> so yeah, we started sneaky, talking. Sneaky. And she said, oh, the only reason I was going to come back to that facility was because you were the coach. And I went, oh, okay. And she goes, yeah. So if you were hanging around, I'd come back and train it. And I said, oh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm not. And she goes, oh, why don't we go out for a drink? And I was like, oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And so, you know, we, and I'm, I wasn't a rookie. I was an absolute rookie in Melbourne and she was 10 years there. And I yeah, said, wow. Okay. You pick the restaurant. You choose. Let's go. You, yeah. you choose the date. 
you surprised me. First time I'd ever like put that out there as yeah. well. Like, yeah, good. I put it in the, the girl's hands and go. she just blew me out of the water. We went to putt-putt, had an awesome in, oh. indoor putt-putt session and went and had a nice meal and just, yeah, we good. spoke for hours and we just yeah. clicked and that, it was very interesting because, you know, I'd always gone about my young years being blind, chasing love in other girls, you know, chasing one night stand and shit. Yeah. And then while I was in Melbourne, being cold turkey, mm. It was like I was wearing a shitty perfume. Like I, was re- <laughs> I, was re- I was repelling women, man. Like absolutely repelling women. I couldn't couldn't even get uh, a, a look in. Yeah, right. And so, but then literally the moment I saw Nicola, it just clicked with us. Wow. It was crazy. It was so epic. Universal aligned. And so, yeah, she moved back to the, eventually moved up to the coast with me after a few months of long, long distance. We realized we didn't want to do that. Mm. Anyway, and then I came back here and I was learning under Keegan Smith from the Rural Movement Project. Mm. And his passion, you know, he's worked with Sydney Roosters, he's worked over in the UK with the Super League and he's done a lot of work with athletes, but yep. then he realized that helping athletes wasn't his passion. He wanted okay. to help coaches. Right. Because he realized if I help athletes, I can only really help the athletes that are in front of me. But yeah. if I help coaches, I can help more coaches help more athletes Expand it, and yep. so he had this brand rule movement project which is about taking pts exercise science coaches whatever to the next level of service mm. whether that just be you know training breath work nutrition mindset philosophy it was it was such a great well-rounded you know and a, a very different thing to what i had learned at uni and sure. so that's what really attracted me yep and so I got into his program. I remember being, you know, broke as, and it was like ten grand for the year, and I was on had no money. And I just remember that fear of committing to something like oh, that. Like that was like the first big investment that I made myself. Yep. And I, the moment I chose, I just said, "Yes, I'm in." The world started opening up. Wow. I, had, I, I attracted more clients. I had, you know, I, I upped my hourly rate because yep. I had more confidence in myself. I was given better value. Yep. And just. Yeah, it just started unfolding from there, and it was um yeah that my time with Keegan really opened my world to the holistic view, and so that's you know physical training, mm. mental training, like being aware of your mind and yep. then your emotions, like being aware of your emotions and then being aware of your energy. So like if your spirituality or consciousness or however you want to think about the energy that's in your body that yep. you you express and connect with other people. Yep. He was like big on that stuff. We we're doing a lot of Wim Hof and like yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was just kind of blew me out of the water and I was having these experiences in these events that we we're doing with Keys where I'd feel I'd feel similar things to when I was, you know, four or five caps of M- MDMA deep at a festival listening to my favorite artist. Wow. And like you have this like overwhelming <clears throat> sensation of happiness when yeah. you're in that moment because you your dopamine's ramped through the of roof course, and you yeah. listen to your favorite songs. And I'm having that in a in a gym doing breath work with 20 other coaches like yeah. and i'm thinking there is something here yeah. there is something in breath work that's activating these emotions in my body yep that i used to chase every weekend on drugs yeah and you know that that high or that euphoric sensation that we feel when we you know drop our inhibitions and we're present and we go you know, connecting with you know being with your friends or whatever i was getting that through breath work wow. and so i start, it really started opening me up and and allowed me to understand that emotions are so, so powerful and easily accessible mm. through natural ways that aren't going to then cause a big come down. 
And I'm like, it, that's when it clicked for me. I was like, this is this stuff's legit. I need yeah. to breathe more. I need to do more breath work because it's not just day-to-day breathing and keeping us in survival. It's actually getting us into these states of happiness, states of joy, states of presence, states of bliss. Absolutely. And it's this overwhelming sensation of, can I actually do this every day? And, <laughs> and then not wake up tomorrow hungover or not wake up tomorrow depleted or depressed or yeah. anxious? And can I actually get better each day by doing breath work? Is this legit? <laughs> it's like, is this kidding? Oh, and wow. And so, yeah, it kind of opened up that whole world of holistic view for me of what health actually means yeah. to me personally. Yep. And it was kind of tapping into those four things that I realized I wanted when I came out of the coma. It's like, you know, more happiness, more joy, more energy, and, you know, more abundance and yep. connection and service. And I'm thinking, okay, rightio. And anyway, I'm in that group, we were basically all PTs or the boys had then gone on to open gyms. Yeah. And so within a year in, in that program, I, I mustered up enough courage. And I remember it was one of the breathwork sessions in Canberra. We had a heap of boys down at Mitch Pike's gym and we were in this session and it clicked for me. I went, because I was toying around with coaching in different gyms and I was still working at F45 and rah, rah, I was doing these bits and pieces. And I was, you know, I was doing the, I'll build my client base up and I'll build, you know, I'll just, Oh, you know, everyone says that, yeah. Yeah, and then... Yeah. It clicked and I went, you are worth it. You do have something to offer. Wow. You don't need to hide under someone else's lease. You don't mm. need to hide under, I'm just a PT. I'm just a coach, you know? Yep. You can impact more people. And it was like something, the puzzle piece just clicked. Yeah, wow. And I went, I'm opening my own facility. And so, yeah, I was currently coaching under Exalto. That was what I was calling my brand. But right. I decided to you know, go out and make it a big thing. And, you know, fortunately, one of my clients who I was training their kids, they own the building across oh, the road. And, and he said, I've got a little sec. He was, he was still in the building. He said, I've got a little showroom that you can open up 50 square meters and oh. you can have that as a gym. And then the kids can just train with you yeah, for well. free. And yeah. So he gave me a leg up to start, which is incredible. And Unreal. Then, you know, was, I was meditating and doing breath work every morning thinking, all right, I'm going to have this whole building in three years. And then <laughs> 10 months down the track, he goes, hey, you want the whole building? <laughs> <laughs> How good. So, um, yeah, oh. so I went back to Nicola and said, yeah, so turns out we've got the offer for the whole building or we've got to find somewhere new because they were moving they were moving facilities. Oh, okay. So you either take over the lease and lease it off me yeah. or you find somewhere else to, to do it. And I went... Big step. Oh, this is the universe just... Throwing at the kettle yeah. like, hey, you ready? You ready? You ready? <laughs> and um, yeah, we, we made a decision to, to expand into the big, so 450 square meters. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah okay. So from 50 square meters, <laughs> not paying rent, yeah. to 400 square, 402 square meters with, you know, physio rooms and all this stuff, all this wow. potential. Yeah. But it was scary. It was... Oh, yeah. You know, I was like, whoa, this is, a, this is a big choice. Big time. Mm. Yeah, I know what that's like. Moving in here was the same thing, but that's... Uh, that's three four times the size of this joint yeah. <laughs> nearly wow yeah there's a lot of lot of uh conditioning that came up in me i felt a lot of subconscious beliefs that i hadn't changed come yeah. up you know you, you're not capable you're going to fail you're going to end up bankrupt you're going to like oh, of course shit, yeah all this shit comes up right yeah. because because i'd seen my my parents go through similar things okay and so you know I, all those stories really started like knocking at the door yeah and that's when i decided you know, Keegan was like, if you're struggling with this stuff, you've got to rewire your subconscious. Yeah, well, you've, okay. you've really got to work on not your conscious mind, what you're thinking about in your brain, yep. but what what's coming up. Mm. You've got to rewire that stuff. And so, you know, I started listening to a lot of Bob Proctor and learning about repetition and yep. 
like in the morning and night when our brains are slowing down and, and really allowing new information to s- come into my subconscious mind instead yep. of just my conscious mind. Yep. Yeah, because consciously I wanted the goal of having a sick gym. Of course. Yeah, this epic big facility. And then my unconscious, these these you know little beliefs that are under, or big beliefs that mm. are underneath the rug, pop their head out and go, you can't do that. Yeah. You're not worth it. Yeah. That's ridiculous. You're going to fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I had to start doing that work and, you know, started repeating into myself, I'm worthy, I'm capable, I'm strong, I'm powerful. Yeah. Harmonious. I'm happy. I'm successful. I'm, you know, all of this stuff, and then journaling. What's it going to look like? What's it going to feel like? Yep. And to this day, I can guarantee, or I can tell you honestly, I feel the way that I was journaling about it before it happened. Wow. So I'm, you know, I'm in the position because of the work I did on my unconscious mind that I'd step fully into those emotions before it even happened. Wow, that is unreal. Yeah. That's that's awesome. What a journey. What a journey. Do you often reflect back on all those periods that you just discussed? And obviously, there's more detail to it than that, but yeah, like just in terms of gratitude or um, just, you know, I guess to appreciate where you are now. Yeah, I think it's very important to stay grounded. Mm. And I've had a few, few examples and experiences since big stepping into this work. Yep to really make myself aware that you have to stay grounded because yep. you can get really high on life oh, in a positive way. You can yep. get your head in the clouds and everything's going perfect and, oh, my God, this is beautiful. Yep. You know, life's just manifesting into perfection and then, bang, yeah. something happens. Like adversity, adversity pops up, right? Which of course. Is, and you kind of you feel, oh, you know, I didn't plan for this adversity. But that's where in my meditations and my my, my practices I do in my mind is keeping myself fully grounded mm. and grateful and, and appreciating everything that is currently happening right now. Yep. And that keeps my feet on the ground and strong and present because, yeah, it's easy to get your head in the clouds when a few things go your way. Absolutely. And you think, oh, you know, this is perfect. Life's peachy, yeah. But life is exactly perfect because we don't get stronger with the adversity. So you just have to embrace it when it comes along and, and be confident in yourself that you're doing the work on yourself so you have the tools and the strength to overcome whatever comes your way. Yep. And that's that's a great for me, that's a great way of moving forward instead of like everything's gonna perfectly align and be absolutely magical the whole way because who knows? Like, you know, there's there's a very high chance that you could die at any moment. So oh, of course. keep yeah. yourself grounded, keep and act like and that the attitude of gratitude is something that is so valuable in every single day. Mm. If you if you can wake up, start your day with what you're grateful for you're already winning. Yeah. So good point. Yeah, it's, it's it is good to look back. I do look back at a lot, yeah, especially with the corrective culture boys, Czech practitioners. They're now in the the little facility yep. out the front, like the little fifty square meter yeah right uh, room. And so whenever I step into their room and see their brain on the back wall and and what they've done, I'm like, man, this is a cool little room. You know, it's only yeah. fifty square meters, but it has some incredible energy in there yep. from what I what I've experienced. So yeah. Fair income, that's unreal. Um, okay, so you mentioned breathwork. So I wanted I wanted to tap into this with you because I'll I'll be completely honest. I don't know a lot about it, but when I was listening to one of the podcasts, actually I think you said on both of them, um, you said the first thing you do is breathe, and the last thing you do is breathe, and that to me is incredibly. It's just yeah, that was an amazing statement in life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So obviously this is a fundamental aspect of your business and obviously we'll get to Exalto in a minute but yeah do you want to go into the importance of breath work from your perspective and obviously what it's done for you and then some of the things that you do with it you know in terms of practice I know you go down the beach 
nearly every weekend to do the, the breath work with the Cool to Be Conscious guys and stuff. Yeah. 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 So all that stuff. Yeah, breath work for a lot of people sounds really like woo-woo. Woo-woo, yeah. sounds weird. Yeah. It's like, why would you do breath work? Mm. Like, we're already breathing. Yeah. And so I completely resonate with that. Mm. You know, I, I know my old identity would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about now? <laughs> what do you mean you're going to go and do breath work? Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's, you, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so I I I'm, see that, valid, you know, validate that emotion and that, that perspective because yep. – it does sound a bit weird. Like, what do you mean you're going to breathe and then your emotions get better or mm. you're going to have an experience? You know, I've been breathing my whole life and nothing. It's like, but if we look at the way breath fuels the body, mm. it can either make it more stressful or it can make it more peaceful. And so all you have to do is, is practice it to actually feel it. You know, if you hyperventilate a lot in a stressful situation, yep. it's going to make it worse. Yeah. Your brain's going to have a stress response all the all the chemistry that goes Adrenaline, up, yeah, yeah. It, it, it increases stress. Yeah. Right? Vice versa, if we, you know, in a stressful situation, if you calm your breath mm. and slow your breath down, you'll notice a change in your physiology. And so that is breath work. Okay. Breath works just being conscious of how you are breathing. Mm. Yeah. And if you can become conscious of your breath, you can start to make changes. It's like the, it, it applies to everything in your life. Yep. But with the breath, if we can consciously be aware of how we breathe and how we control our breath, then we ultimately become the alchemist of our own physiology. We are, we become our own science beaker and we're oh, in control. Like yeah, okay. You know, so at any point, we can change the chemicals in our blood yep. just simply by breathing. Wow. And if you want to go deep with this, look up Wim Hof. Like yeah. YouTube him, look at his all the science they're doing on him. You know, being able to clear, you know, they injected him with E. coli, which makes you like spew and get, you know, all this yeah. stuff, makes you sick on the spot. And just through breath work, he, his blood cleared the E. coli out and completely got rid of it. So right. within like, it was within seven minutes or 17 minutes, some ridiculous short time, wow. he completely got it out of his system mm. just through breathing. And so it activates our immune system. It, it helps with your vascular. It helps with your lymphatic system. It helps every part of our body if you think about it breath is what keeps us alive yeah and if we stop breathing for a prolonged time it's what causes us death yep so if we enhance the breath that's coming in or the the way it's coming in and the absorption yeah we're going to enhance the way we live it's, it's it's actually a really simple thing and so by doing this, and it depends whether you want to do it from like a performance aspect, so you mm. want to get better cardiovascular fit or um, better CO2 tolerance so you don't get as drained quickly or your energy stays up or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you want to do it from a performance aspect, very, very simple. There's yep. so many tools and techniques to, to do it. If you want to go more into a healing aspect and, and you know, if you've got emotions that are stuck or you're feeling depressed or anxious or there's certain things that don't serve you any, like, you know, you're sick of having them around yep. and they're causing you pain, emotional pain. By doing breath work, we actually, and, and, and I think about it like this, you know, when a zebra nearly gets eaten by a lion and it's a near miss, have you ever seen what they do? No. Well, no. It's a shake, right? Oh, they're right. Like fully, like the animal will do this big quiver and shake. <laughs> and like shakes the whole, look it up on YouTube. It's yeah, incredible. Right. Yeah, right. And so what they're doing is they're releasing emotion. Huh. Yeah. So they're, because they're, they, they live so present, they're not going to hold on to, oh, shit, that line nearly, oh, and then they, oh, get nervous and anxious. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Animals are completely present because they're in their survival brain. Of course. 
And so difference with humans, we have a frontal lobe, mm. the prefrontal cortex, and that's what hangs on to things. Oh, you know, so-and-so said this. Is that actually true about me? And then we start... Animals aren't there going, oh, man, I wonder what that lion thinks about, you know, just take, it shakes that shit off and yeah, it gets back to life. On, yeah. Whereas we <laughs> hold on to this stuff. Yeah. So the concept of breath work is when you start to learn to let go, mm. so you're taking breaths in, and you don't hold on to it, you're starting to let go of it, what happens is you get this calming effect in the body. Mm-hmm. And if you link these breaths up multiple times, nice and consistent, nice and connected in this flow, what happens is our body starts to do that similar technique that animals do, starts to clear the stress, starts to let go of the emotions. And so we're actually, we're like cleaning. I like to think about like when you've got dirty dishes, you don't leave them sitting around in the, in the kitchen for weeks, do you? Like some people do. Some people do. For me, I I prefer clean dishes, right? So breath work helps me clean the slate. Yeah. Okay clean the dishes and and when i keep my dishes clean my mind functions you know my kitchen looks beautiful yep doesn't have shit hanging around it doesn't have flies and all that stuff it doesn't smell weird yeah it's it's just it's nice and clean it's easy to use and so i think about the same thing with the mind so if we're cleaning the dishes we're doing the breath work if we're allowing ourselves to let go of stuff that no longer serves us Mm. because it's just an experience and we either choose to hang on to it or let it go and learn from it Mm. and so breath work can be that whole spectrum from do I just want to perform better as an athlete or as an everyday person and, and have better tolerance to stress all the way to I'm going to fully let go of some things that I don't need anymore. Absolutely. And so depending on where you want to be on that spectrum, and, and I understand for some people going to that, like, oh, I'm letting go of some stuff can be scary. And, mm. and it's it's, <coughs> it's because we, we're letting go of things that we think are important to us, you know, you know, that thing that happened to us for a kid, it's made us anxious, you know, it's like, oh, but that's my identity. Mm. Or at any point you can choose to not be anxious anymore. It's, it comes from the mind. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Breath work is such an incredible skill for us to really target where on that spectrum we want to get and what outcome we want to get, Mm. you know, and what what outcome we want to achieve. So if it's just more purely more stress tolerance, someone like Nan Baldwin, Worked with like Mick Fanning, a lot of professional teams. Yep. Does a lot of surfers. He he does that underwater training. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Shakes you underwater and makes you stress and then but teaches you while we're while we're shaking you about and tipping yep. you and rolling you and stuff. I want you to keep your mind calm. Yeah. Okay. And then when you come up and you've got a lot of carbon dioxide in your system, I'm going to teach you how to blow it off so that you recover instantly. Straight away. And so there's performance coaches like Nam who are very very in that you know, performance realm. Yep. Let's just optimize your physiology for better performance. Then there's, you know, the, the spiritual or the more emotional side, which is, you know, people like Wim Hof and, you know, rebirthing and holotropic breathwork, which can take you outside of your conscious mind. Mm. So get you out of the prefrontal cortex, which is like our stress brain, yep. and get you back into your truth or your presence in a calm state. Yeah, well. And so for me, being someone who currently, you know, well, previously would have said I could never meditate. And mm. when I tried to you know, download an app or listen to a YouTube and I couldn't, couldn't sit still, I'd always give up. Yeah. To now loving like half an hour to an hour of meditation every day. Wow. And so excited about starting my meditation. Really? Yeah. That I get, I get just as excited for meditation as I used to for going to the gym. Is that right? Even more so, actually, because wow. I get better results out of my meditation than I do out of the gym. Well, it's a workout still, isn't it? Head mm. workout, yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's working in, not yeah. working out. Good point. So, 
Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's in come me also coming from a footy background and yep. you know Aussie culture and stuff. I would have gone, that's woo woo shit. I'm yeah, doing that. Yeah. And now I realise that it's not woo woo shit. It's actually the way our brains function and our minds function. And if we can bridge the gap for people who think woo woo is you know sitting in a circle chanting and hugging trees <laughs> and stuff, because that's 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 what's stopping people. Yeah. There's this stigma, a stigma around yeah. mental health that. Mm. Oh, I've got to do this weird shit. Yeah. Okay, well, if you if that stigma is going to stop you from committing suicide, then it's time to do some weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> because the rates of suicide have gone up yep. since COVID. Absolutely. Mental health's through the roof. Mm. The statistics are not going down. No. And if we keep doing things the same way, we're going to see a lot more death mm-hmm. and a lot more unneeded pain in our world. Yep. And that hits me, that hits me really deep in the core because... Mm. I've had mates commit suicide. Yep. I've had, you know, friends and family. I've had people close to me. I've I, I've experienced it. Yep. And then just recently, you know, we I heard of another one that's close to our family, and it's wow. it's crippling to hear. Mm. It's it's really hard to hear that these people thought they had no other option than to end their life. Yep. And maybe if they just let their guard down and tried something just a little bit differently that can help their minds yep. achieve peace, and their bodies achieve you know pain free and a beautiful experience that all these endorphins and emotions that we want to experience in life. We yep. all desire them. Mm. Everyone desires love. Everyone desires happiness. Absolutely. Desires, you know, it's, it's, it's rooted in our, mm. deep in us. And we're all so distracted because of our conditioning and, you know, norms and stigmas and stories and narratives. Oh yeah. So that's, I mean, that's a good segue into what we're doing with cool to be conscious is down on the beach every week at Alex yep. on Sunday. It's not woo woo. We're literally, Fun, fun, like a bunch of fun people rocking up. Mm. We don't go deep with anything, so it's not like super, it's not super hectic. Like yep. we're not going to send you into an hour breath work or whatever. It's, it's literally come down, meet a few people, say good day. We do a little bit of breath work just to in, in, like uh, in, encourage people or give them a little taster. Yep. And then we just sit there in the sun and, and you soak up, you know, beautiful. What an environment just, to be. Yeah. yeah. And the energy that comes out of it, you know, I can't tell you how many people have messaged us since. It's only been running for a few weeks. But some people were like, man, I was so scared of doing this stuff yeah. or I never would have thought I could do this. And then they've come to this event and gone, wow, yeah. my life has literally changed after one session on the beach. How good. And it's and it's not it's not a massive investment. It's $8.88. Like it's like less than, it's like a coffee and yeah. you know, a little feed or whatever. Yeah. And you can get an intro to, okay, maybe this is how we should be mentally healthy. And it ties in with everything else, you know. Yeah. Being physically active, eating well, all this stuff. Absolutely. But first of all, your mind is so important because you can get as fit as you want. Mm. You can get as smart as you want. You can get you can go to the top of the top. But how many actors, athletes, entrepreneurs, all this stuff are topping themselves off? Yeah. Good point. Or are heavily medicated yep. or are heavily, you know, experiencing some heavy emotional and mental pain. Yep. So the success at the top doesn't guarantee the success in your mind. No, it doesn't. And so whatever we see in the outside world is not always what's on the inside. Mm. And so we need to focus on working in and calming our inner world. And then once we're at an inner peace, the outside world just becomes naturally what it needs to be. So it's really important. And that's where I'm at. You know, now I'm 28. Yep. And I'm so thankful for all those lessons that brought me to where I'm today because... 
I feel I've got some really tangible skills and experience that Absolutely. I'm talking to people of 50, 60, 70, you're yeah. like, this is amazing what you're doing. I wish I had this in my 20s, 30s, and you've got there, you know, 28. Amazing. And so I, I feel really empowered to be of service to other people and continue improving myself. So How good. How good. Um, all right, segue to something very similar that, again, I picked up from one of your other podcasts, so I apologize in advance if you keep repeating yourself here. Right, look, I, <laughs> I've done so many podcasts, and they're all very similar. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. Um, mindset. So, obviously, it's particularly in my industry, you know, in, in bodybuilding, coaching, things like that, obviously, positive mindset, strong mindset, lift strong, but I heard you say you don't like the term mindset, you like mind flex, and that just blew me away. And I thought, wow, I've never actually thought of that terminology as it being framed. So, do you, do you want to elaborate on that and what you mean by mind flex? Absolutely. So, first of all, I don't like either of them. Okay. It's it's not a it's not a fact of it's not like subjective. Yeah. This this is not a subjective choice for me. Yep. And when I first heard it, I actually my subconscious was like, "That's wrong, man." It's like yeah. it's mindset. It's always been mindset. Yeah. Tony Robbins said mindset. Gary Vee says mindset. Yeah. But my current mentor, Paul Council, you know, he's very wise. He's in his elderly years and and very very successful, like extremely successful, and not only financially but spiritually, like just. He's so aware, mm. it, it blows my mind of the breadth of knowledge that this, this man has. Okay. Anyway, he, he one of his first lessons is, describe set for me. And we're like, all right. Like, he goes, what's something that's set? And you're thinking, oh, well, it means it's rigid or it's like set in place. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Like concrete, like you set concrete. He goes, yeah. So do you want to have a set mind? And you kind of like, well, he goes, well, not. Not really. He goes, even if it's a positive mindset. Yeah. So, for instance, like one of the one of the things that I look at is like vegan and carnivore is yeah. like such a big thing at the moment. Like yeah. polar opposites. Yeah. They both think they're positively minds like their their mindsets would be positive around the what they believe in. Yes. The mind flex is the flexibility of the mind. Okay. And so can you have the flexibility of mind to think in a multiplistic way instead of black versus white. So, yeah, so yep. polaristic, there's, there's two types of thinking. Mm. Polaristic is right and wrong, mm-hmm. black and white, light and dark, all that, you know, yep. on or off. Yep. And that's very divisive. Polaristic is exactly what's happening in our world right now. And yep. They're using it to, to divide people. Multiplistic is when you take all options into consideration because they are and they're not is. It's just that's the way... Everything is, yeah. you know, it's just, that's what we're looking at. There's so many different opinions. There's so many different ways. There's so many different avenues. Mm. Can you see them and accept them? And you don't have to embody them. No. But you just stand true in yourself. And, and having mind flex allows you to think di- differently and think bigger about what you think is think right. bigger. I like that, yeah. Because when you think something's right, mm. you're actually wrong. <laughs> and when you think something's wrong... You're wrong because that's the that's the polaristic thinking. Yes. If you think you're right and someone else is wrong, you're in you're in a game of black versus white. Yep. You know, and I'm not being racist by that. I mean, like, no, I know light and dark. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I know that's a hot topic for people. Yeah, of course. Well, you're racist. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, literally the color. You yeah. Know, or right and wrong or whatever. Yeah. So being polaristic is going to create divide either way. Yeah. But mm. multiplistic is like, okay, you've got a, an interesting point of view. And you're allowed to have that. Mm. You know, does it sit with my values? Does it sit with 
the way I want to live my truth? No, but that doesn't mean I have to put you down. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it's, it's really interesting to look at. We've be, we've got to this point in history where we're very device, divisive. hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and I got sucked into it a little bit before me- meeting Paul. I was very righteous. Okay. You know, I was hardcore carnivore and I'm like, vegans are fucking dumb. Like, you know, <laughs> like how do they think this is healing the world? And yeah. I was so, so, so consumed in all of that. Yeah. Wow. And since meeting Paul and doing a lot of my own work with him on, yep. on my internal world and feeling like I have to be right, mm. I'm, I'm never right. I'm just me. I like that. And so when you get to that point, you start realizing that wow. you're being you, yeah. Paul's being Paul. Yep. You know, my partner wants to be hurt. Like we, there's some things that we don't agree on. Yeah, and, of I've, and I've learned to let go of me trying to be right in a relationship yep. and just letting her be her. And she's doing the same with me, and it, we get to a beautiful place in our relationship. I do that in my workplace. I yep. do it with people in public. I do it with people on social media, mm. and you know, all the time. You know, I'm very vocal about what I believe in. You know, on social media, but I'll, I'll never say I'm right. Mm. I'll just say this is what I believe. This feels true to my spirit. Yeah, this okay. feels true to me. Yeah. And I'll never tell people they're wrong either. You know, I get. I get hammered on social media. People send me, oh, how can you believe in that? Look at this yeah. research. And I said, look, there's research to support everything. Yeah. And if you're happy to sit on that side of the fence, I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong. No, that you're exactly. just, you're just, you've just chosen to be in that paddock. I'm going to be over here in this paddock. Yeah. Yep. And that doesn't mean we're any different from each other. We've just got our own opinions. Yeah, absolutely. We're all human beings. Yeah, 100%. And so MindFlex opens up. Because to first of all embody MindFlex, you have to let go of mindset. Mm. Doesn't mean you're saying mindset is wrong. It's just you're you're letting go of the language, and our language is so important in our life because the way we speak is a direct reflection of our internal world. Yeah, okay. So the words that come out of our mouth come from our conscious and subconscious minds. They don't come from nowhere. Yeah, that's right. So there's a program that's that's spitting those words out, mm. and it just uses you as a vehicle. And so if we're always set, if we're telling people you've got to you've got to have a solid mindset. In, embedded in that word is rigid, like being rigid, yep. being stuck. And so you can be stuck in what you think is positive, yep. but that allow, that only allows you to be stuck in that lane. So it's like, uh, why don't we start languaging to people, have the mind flexibility? Yeah, right. And since introducing this at Exalta, like we have chats, we have like philosophy chats before every session. We sit with, you know, whether it's the kids or whether it's the adults. Yep. And we, we talk, we have a mind flex discussion about a topic and we'll li- I'll literally allow everyone just to have their own opinion. Yeah, right. And, and we don't even debate. You know, it's, it's like being able to hear someone who might be challenging you, but not having to prove yourself right. Wow. It's, a, it's an interesting skill. Oh, I was going to say, that's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. And if you, aren't, if you aren't confident in yourself, you'll try and make people validate you. Yeah, okay. So if you aren't confident in yourself, mm. you want validation from other people, which means you want to be seen as being right. Yeah. And okay. I've learned, this is a massive thing I've learned about myself is I was never really confident in my own, my own self. Mm. And so my values and beliefs needed to be validated by other people. So I would go to end lengths to argue with people and try and beat them to be seen as the one who was the winner or the champion. Right. And I've since realized that I don't need to defend. I don't need to argue. I don't need to even present anything because it, that doesn't matter. What you think of me yeah. is not my business. Yeah, good point. The only business that matters, the only thing that matters is what I think of myself. And if I'm in a position where I'm not, not causing harm, 
I'm not causing any loss to anyone. Mm. I'm serving. I'm peaceful and I'm present. I don't need to defend myself. No. I'm no. polite. I'm calm. I'm enjoyable to be around. I'm yeah. not going to tell anyone. Yeah. I'm not going to intrus- be intrusive. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a, de- it's, a, it's a deep concept. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to let go of what... Well, you're provided an opportunity to let go of what you've always been told. Absolutely. You have a positive growth mindset. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, that is literally concreting you into something, putting you inside a box. It is. That's that's why I wanted to elaborate on it. Yeah, because it was very, uh, very interesting take. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's let's get on to um, your business because you mentioned that a couple of times, Exalto. So talk talk to me about Exalto. What you do. And also, uh, my wife asked me to ask you about the boys club because she's very interested oh, in that yeah. for a young fella. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so give us a, give us a spiel. Well, everything at Exalto is, is what we're talking about yeah. through the podcast. So if anyone can get a gist of you know what I believe in mm-hmm. and what I think is of service to people, that's exactly what my business has done. I've created a space for people to learn about their minds, yep. to learn about breath work, to learn about proper recovery. Yep learn about their mental health and how to have these tools where they can transition and, and navigate life a bit differently. Yep. And then, you know, work for me, my, my jam is mobility and skill. Yep. So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to try and be a powerlifting gym. I'm not going to try and be a bodybuilding gym. I'm not going to try and be a CrossFit or yep. I think our jam is getting people pain free. And so like getting them really mobile yep. and, and making flexibility cool, like showing them that it's actually really efficient when you do certain ways, you don't have to, you know, lay around for an hour stretching to get results. You know, Absolutely. we can get this stuff in 10 minutes a day. Yeah, well. And so, you know, mobility is a big key, big key and then skills like handstands, like gymnastic stuff, ring work, juggling. Yeah, I like the juggling thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then just just some like 10 minutes of strength to make sure that we're strong and stable. And, yep. and when, that, when you add that in with mobility, it empowers you to be more resilient to injury. Yeah. So like jiu-jitsu, surfing, running, footy, whatever it is, you're going to be strong, you're going to be mobile, yep. you're going to have good cardiovascular health because of your breath work. You know, obviously, if you're playing sport, you're doing your running and stuff already at sport, yes, right. so you're yep. fit. And then if you're just an everyday person, you know, you start working on your health from within. Mm. So, yeah, it's very different philosophy to where I was at, you know, five, six years ago when I started PTN. Yep. Oh, actually, way longer, 10 years ago when I first started PTN, I was yep. like, Hit training the shit out of people. Like a thousand burpees. Like, oh, what are we doing today? Oh, a thousand burpee challenge. <laughs> it's like dumb shit. Oh, well. And so, yeah, yeah, it's very different to where I'm at now. But, yep. yeah, we got, we've got a great culture around it. And leading to the boys club, what, where we're at is it's so important to, to give people the knowledge of health. Mm. It's so important to empower them to be in a healthy body, pain-free, and live the life they want. Yep. The reason it's so important is because they've gone their whole childhood and teens and got to this point in their adulthood going, oh, fuck, <laughs> I want I want to do something differently. I feel like shit. Yeah. I'm not happy with my body. I'm not happy with my mind. You know, I need to be healthier. Yeah. All right. So let's stop putting band-aids on adults. Yeah. And let's start hitting the root cause, which right is idea. into the next generation. So Absolutely. instead of, and unfortunately, HPE isn't the same anymore no. in school. The technology use at school is rampant now, so people, yeah, these young kids are being conditioned to be on a screen yeah. all the time. Yep. And you know, phones for young kids is the culture is now you know the younger and younger and younger and younger. So yeah, you know, there's kids that. that own iPads who can barely even talk. It's, yeah. it's just we're in a wild, we're in a wild phase of human history where we're very distracted from how to keep our 
the vehicle we've been gifted healthy. Yep. You know, we've got a lot of external sources, which are incredible. Mm. This technology that we're recording this on, amazing. Yes. People can listen on their phones, amazing. People yeah. can get information very easily, yeah. amazing. But the most important thing is the body and the mind that we have. Because if that turns to shit, you can have all the money, all the power, all the success, anything you want. Mm. But if you're not happy in your mind, what's the point? Absolutely. And so for us, it's, okay, let's also provide an incredible platform for parents to get their kids into a program which is going to empower them through their youth yep. and empower them into their adulthood so that, look, we might not fix their life right now. Yeah. I'm completely aware of the fact that these kids might not get like life-changing results right now. Mm. But if we plant seeds for a few kids, and in saying that, some kids just fully soak it up. Yeah, right. Yeah, the parents are either conscious or the kids really want it and they're yep. like, you know those kids who are just like hardcore girls, like, yep, yeah, they'll do anything you say. Sponge, yeah. But then for like, you know, the 20 or 30% who are, they're resistant or, you know, parents maybe aren't so aware and they're like, just, they, they <laughs> I love this. We get a few parents like, just fix my kid. <laughs> and I'm like, um, am I fixing the kid or you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's got the problem? <laughs> and they're like, oh, they just drop on. Oh, fix my kid. It's like, oh, all right. And this kid, poor kid's there. It's like, you can just see all the conditioning and the shit that must go yeah. on at home and, yeah, he's like, oh, what are we doing? Anxious as hell. Yeah, and so yeah. whether we help that child or that young boy right now mm. or he gets to a point in his teens where he has a bit more sovereignty and goes, oh, I learned some breath work a bit along with her. I'll, I'll learn how to meditate. I'll learn about eating well. And yep. now I'm actually in a position where I can make my own choices. Or oh, I'm going to fall back on that knowledge. And so it's a really interesting pillar that we've got here because we're either empowering the kids right now yep. to launch into this stuff and, and be more aware mm. and start being stronger and more confident in themselves and then also being more aware of other people because that's so important, for oh, yeah. especially young boys coming into that like 10 to 18 year. They can be very, they can traumatize other other people very yes. easily, yes. bullying, you know, slander, verbal abuse, all yeah. that kind of stuff, and just the shit that goes on. Yeah. Or we can create young young boys who are conscious, they're aware, they're leaders, they're compassionate, they're empathetic, they're strong, they're, you know, they're energetic. Absolutely. So yeah, it's a really cool pro. We kicked off last weekend, yeah. uh, last week, and it was just it's so epic to have like twenty boys in a twenty young boys in a class just going wild. <laughs> like the first five minutes for us is play because we just want them to enjoy like yeah. being there. Like first. So the energy's up, they're throwing balls, they're dumping the basketball hoop, they're swinging off the ropes, like doing the ninja and yeah, stuff. Yeah, cool. And then it's like, right, in a line, and we give them five big breaths. And roll. Long exhales, which helps you calm the body and the yep. mind. And we do it as a group. So they're all in synergy, in a line, and they breathe, and it just brings the energy right down. And wow. we have, boys, at any point in your life, you control your energy. If you're feeling overwhelmed, mm. anxious, if you're feeling down and out, you control your energy. Mm. Not anyone else, not anything, anything else. It's you, and your breath is the 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 thing that moves the needle the most. Yeah, well. And so we teach them. Okay, if we want to get energetic, here's a breath for that. Mm. And if we need to pick up your energy, or if you need to get pumped for a game, or you know something challenging. If you want to bring yourself down, if you're feeling nervous before a game or a test or a job interview or something, here's one to bring yourself down. Calm yourself. And so we do. We use these techniques to for them to experience it. It's not like at school where it's on the board theory. Yeah. It's it's 
experience and we do it with them we show them and we fully embody it and yep. then you know we'll sit them down and we'll have a mind flex chat we'll talk about failure or education or energy or you know being aware of other people we, we speak to them and, and we ask them what they think about the topic okay. as well and so they get an input yeah. you know they're not just being told yeah they get an input to expand their consciousness expand, expand their awareness they're yeah, right and some of the chats I man kids are so aware of course they are. when we give them when we give them and they're so creative Mm. They don't have all these stories that they've gone through life with that are holding them back from saying that thing that they, you know. Yeah. They say some of the <laughs> some of the stuff we that comes up is just phenomenal. Like I can't I can't describe how awesome our mindflex chats are with those young people. Yeah, wow. It's, yeah, it's epic. So. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh wow. Um. All right. I I'll start to wind up because we could chat for hours. We could. <laughs> um. I'll get one piece of advice from you. Um, someone who's out there doesn't matter what age, you know, what stage of life or whatever. But what's what's a piece of advice you would give if they want to improve their health and fitness and their mind and all these sorts of things? You know, because people can be intimidated. They go to a gym, they're scared. Um, you know, group sessions, it's it's very intimidating, overwhelming for a lot mm. of people. You know, it's out of their comfort zone. So, what's some some advice you might give based on your own experience and obviously your business? Oh. <sighs> There's such, a curly one. It's such a, it's such a personal, like it, it's so dependent on the person yep. of what they're experiencing. Yep. And you know, there, there's so many challenges that come up. So it really depends on where they're at and what what they see the challenge being. Okay. And I think, I think it's very important. I mean, we're we're in that information era. Mm. Everything's accessible it online is. for free. Yep. Every single thing is online for free, mm. no matter what you want to know. Yeah, 100%. But there's also a lot of information out there, so you can get a bit confused. But if there's one thing I could direct people to, I know how powerful meditation is. Yep. Like To actually be able to, to sit in meditation is where the best work gets done on okay. your mind and your mental health. Yep. It's, it's absolutely. For a lot of people, they can't meditate yet. Yeah. Yeah. And that yep. was me. In on my journey, I never could have sat still. Yep. But learning breath work will give you that that foundation, that platform. And so you can there's breath work techniques that are, are a minute long. Wow. Okay. Can either help you increase your energy, yep. so if you're feeling like you're depressed and down and out and don't want to do anything, unmotivated. It'll help you ramp up your physiology. Yep. There's breath work techniques that you can calm. So if you're feeling nervous or anxious or you know scared, like we need to bring yourself down yes. and back to the present. And so, yeah, I would start, I'll honestly, I can't go past breath work okay. because I just know the tangible shifts for people. Mm. One of my favorite ones, and some people who are time poor, 10 minutes, that's so long. The Wim Hof guided breath work on mm. YouTube is by far one of the most powerful breath work techniques on, on YouTube. Yeah. Wow. It's got millions of, millions of views, like ridiculous. Amounts yeah. Of okay. Views because Good tip. It's literally, it's guided. Mm. So you don't have to think about anything. He t- Wim teaches you through the whole 10 minutes. And yep. after that 10 minutes, you'll feel a million bucks. Awesome. You will feel so good. And you can do it with kids. You can yep. do it with your partner. You can do it by on your own. Mm. You know, the kids, uh, boys love it. 
Yeah, okay. I absolutely love it. They're, oh, can we do breathing today? You know, these kids come yeah, to gym. Oh, can we do? Can we do the breath work? Can we? Do? Yeah, they, wow. they froth it. Wow. Because it gives them, it, it empowers you as an individual. Yeah, right. It makes you feel so connected to yourself. Yep. And so able to do the things that you want to do that you're holding yourself back from. That is awesome. You know, my success in business, my success in life, my mm. success in relationships, my success in everything that I've done mm. comes from the foundation of breath. Because it, it really clears the bullshit for me and and steps me onto that platform and you know propels me into what I want. How it's good. so so good. So yeah, the guided Wim Hof yep. YouTube clip is it's just a go to. It's so good. Experiment with it. It's ten okay. minutes. Lay down in the sun on your yep. back in the bed. Whatever. Put put yourself in a comfortable position. Yep. Make sure you're comfortable. Don't sit don't sit up and try and meditate if it hurts your hips and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like get yourself comfortable. Lie down. Wherever you're comfortable, lay down, do it, listen, follow along, and you'll feel like absolutely, you feel so different. That's awesome. It's funny you mentioned, Wim, I actually saw that you had um, Beck Edwards over at your place not long ago. So I reached out to her and I booked her in for a workshop here next month. Yeah, so we're going to do the four hour breath work and the ice exposure. So I'm very excited by that, yeah. Is that your first experience? First time. Oh, yeah. mate. Yeah, I'm pumped, Beck, eh? Beck's a machine. Yeah. yeah. She's so, a fireball. We've got a few clients come along. We've opened it up. So yeah, we're going to do it here. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Very looking forward to that. Yeah, breath work. Just, yeah. Yeah, start easy. All right. And if you need any help, reach out to me on Instagram because I've got a lot of access to other breathwork techniques as well so i'm happy to send people links and yeah perfect the, the well that was that was my next question what's um what's the socials for exalto and and yourself if you're happy to give it out socials is exalto holistic hub yep. on instagram that's e-x-a-l-t-o yeah e-x-a-l-t-o yep. uh you'll find that pretty quickly under that and yep. then mine is just jordan potts cool name. cool well Final question, mate, which I ask every guest, um, which is an interesting one, and that is who would you invite over to dinner? So this is obviously very personal. It could be <laughs> fictional, non-fictional, male, female, dead or alive. It just, it gives... Oh, you threw a spanner in the works there. Oh, when you ask me during yeah. the week, I've been thinking about it. Oh, have you? But it's now it can be fictional. Yeah, it can be fictional. Absolutely. Yoda has to be there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yoda would be there. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd have Yoda. Okay. And then if I go, oh, you know, human beings that I love to sit down with, it'd be Wim Hof, Joe Rogan, Paul Check. Oh, Joe Rogan. Russell Brand. Oh, Russell Brand. He just brings a whole left-hand spanner into the works. Absolutely. Very that funny. Conversation. Very funny, but very philosophical. <laughs> and then my best mate and my brother. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. I haven't had Yoda before. And I haven't had Russell Brand before. I've had some curly ones, but that's that's next level. I like that. She's mentioned all them sitting down at the dinner oh. table. Yeah, well, Wim, oh. Wim brings the energy. Yeah, Yoda would bring. He wouldn't bring much apart from it, just sitting there and just observing and being the master. Oh. And then if you just need to put that two cents right at the end, he would. Yeah. And then you know Joe Rogan just brings the the vibe of Rogan. Yeah, just, yeah. And he's, and he's I love he's such a conversationalist now because he's built that skill on his yeah, podcast. The podcast is he's awesome. He's so good at going into pod, um into conversation. And then yeah, Russell Brand's just hilarious. He's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. my brother and my best mate Jimmy. Cause yeah. I think it'd be a vibe to have him there. How good. Yeah. Oh, awesome man. Well, thank you very much, mate. I really appreciate the time. Like we've gone an hour fifteen now, and, and like I said, I could have chatted for hours. That that's it's really insightful talking to you. So I'm glad. I, I really appreciate you um, 
accepting my invitation to come on, and uh, we might be able to do it again another time, mate. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was so, awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to speak to any of your listeners if they're keen to reach out and have a chat with me personally. Reach out, and if you've got any parents who want kids in the boys program, the term yep. four is pretty close to filling up. So okay, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, I, pretty much all my clients listen to this, plus plenty of others. So, if they're interested, by all means, reach out to Jordan or um or tap into the Exalto Social. So, thanks very much, mate. Really appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Thanks once again to Jordan for his time today. If you're interested in anything that Exalto does, please jump on their uh, their socials and have a look see. Um, and if you're interested in any of my coaching services, please jump on paulsbodyengineering.com. And if this uh, podcast has been of interest to you, please share it on your stories um, and tag myself at Paul's Body Engineering, tag Jordan, Jordan Potts, and obviously tag Exalto as well. And as I say to every client every single day, have a great day.